Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. From makeshift studios deep in the heart of Stately Main Manor, this is the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris. Folks, I hope that you are having a great week. We are in October, and it feels good. The weather is getting cooler. It is crisp outside. The leaves are changing colors. My favorite time of the year. My wife is still in summer mode. She is just insistent. We went camping this past weekend. And boy, let me tell you, it was cold. But she's like one of those people. No, everything is fine. Everything is fine. It's not cold until she finally had to admit, yes, it was cold. I have sleep apnea and we bought this portable battery just for sleep apnea CPAP machines. And it was so cold, it went from 100 to zero in two hours. So most of the night, I'm just miserable without my machine snoring and wake up constantly and just can't get comfortable and all of that. She's like, why don't you finally go sleep in the truck at five in the morning when I'm like, I'm done. It had also rained off and on during the night and I was just done. And I would say that maybe I should just send subliminal messages through this show, but my wife doesn't listen to this show. I'm I'm would be kidding myself if I thought that she was listening to this show. The numbers are growing. More and more people are listening to this show, but I could get a million downloads a week. I know that the woman who sleeps six inches from me will never be one of them. She's got better things to do with her life, but I love her dearly. But she's never going to listen to this show. But with the show, with that in mind, let's get on with the show. Today we are looking at Halloween Havoc 1989 from the NWA and WCW. Halloween Havoc 1989, Settling the Score, was shown on pay-per-view on October the 28th, 1989 from the Philadelphia Civic Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. There were 7,300 people in attendance. We start off with our opening credits. Jim Ross and Bob Caudill welcome us to Philadelphia. Gordon Soli announces that he will be interviewing different people tonight. Jim and Bob then talk about the Thunderdome. Chris Cruz says he will also be interviewing wrestlers. Gary Michael Capetto welcomes us and announces the participants for the first match. Mike Rotunda versus Tom Zink. Slow to start. Feeling out process. A Syracuse sucks chant goes out. Rotunda goes outside to play mind games with Zink. They put together a nice string of moves. Rotunda keeps throwing Zink out. Zink gets a two count on a sunset flip. Rotunda has a head scissors on Zink. Zink thrown outside. Rotunda breaks the count to inflict more pain. He gets the abdominal stretch near the ropes and uses them for leverage. Rotunda hits a high cross body, but Zink rolls through to win. Chris Cruz interviews Bruno San Martino about his role as the referee in the main event. 
He says his role is to be the mediator as a ref and to stop it when the towel for one team is thrown. I bet Chris Cruz loved this, man. Bruno San Martino is his idol, and he will tell you that relentlessly online if you decide to follow him. I do not, and if he knew that I was talking about him, he can just sense it. But he doesn't listen to this show either. He would probably call a athletic commission on me, like he's done on AEW and the like in the past. And folks, make no mistake about it, he's not doing this for the betterment of the wrestlers. He's doing this for the betterment of Chris Cruz. Like I said, doesn't listen to the show. So, I don't really care. Six-man tag team match. The Midnight Express, Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton, and Steve Williams with Jim Cornette versus the Samoan SWAT team, Samu and Fatu, and the Samoan Savage with the big kahuna, Sir Oliver Humperdinck. Humperdinck is the new Samoan manager replacing Paul E. Dangerously, who was fired by the SST at the last clash and fired by WCW two days later after he incurred the wrath of Booker Ric Flair over an interview he did. Ross says Humperdinck is a long way from Wall Street, throwing some subtle shade towards the area. Ross then talks about the Midnight Express's success in Philadelphia since they won the World Tag Team title there the year prior. He then covers the greatest hits of Williams' college career, so if you're drinking at home, you can take a shot. Lane takes on the Samoan Savage. The faces have the early advantage. The teams then go back and forth. Williams cleans house and the fans love it. The Samoans take over. The crowd only seem to be into it when Williams comes in. The Samoans throw Eaton out and injure him on the guardrail. It breaks down outside. Eaton continued to be punished back into the ring. The heels can't get the three count, though. Eaton gets the knees up when the Savage goes for the splash. Williams tagged in and does some damage. Lane then comes in. It all breaks down. All six go at it. Humperdinks climbs up on the ropes, and Cornette climbs up too and hits him with the racket. Lane is then pushed into Cornette and hits the racket, and then Savage pins Lane. Gordon Soley talks to Gary Hart and Terry Funk. They said there is no quit in the JTEX Corporation. The Cuban Assassin versus Tommy Rich. Assassin jumps Rich to start. Rich comes back. Tommy Rich sucks chant goes out. We are in Philadelphia, folks. Colin and Ross talk a lot about Cuba. They plug Starcade during the match. Rich wins with the Thez Press. Gordon Soley talks to the fabulous Freebirds. They say they are always overlooked, but they are still the champions. NWA World Tag Team Championship match. The fabulous Freebirds, Jimmy Garvin and Michael Hayes versus the dynamic dudes, Shane Douglas and Johnny Ace with Jim Cornette. The Freebirds don't have the belts when they come out. The dynamic dudes look good in this match. The Freebirds selling big time. Freebird chant goes out. Even JR has to acknowledge it. Johnny Ace hits both Freebirds with a headlock leg scissors combo and the crowd boos. A you suck chant goes out at Johnny Ace. Hayes hits Ace with the right hand from the apron and the crowd cheers. The Freebirds have become the fan favorites during the match with the crowd. DDT chant goes out. Hayes goes forward for a big pop, but Ace pushes him off. The dudes start to come back to a chorus of boots. The dudes go for the wipeout, but Hayes pulls Ace's foot, allowing Garvin to fall on Douglas for the pin. Chris Cruz interviews the Steiner brothers. They say they have no strategy against Doom, 
It's just reckless abandonment. Wow, is Scott Steiner not good at on promos yet? Rick says if he gets woman, he's going to give it to her. Okay. Ooh, not creepy or awkward at all there, Rick. The Steiner brothers Rick and Scott versus Doom. Butch Reed and Ron Simmons with woman. The Steiners jump Doom before the bell. The crowd loves the Steiners. The Steiners are stiff with their shots. Doom takes over. Scott comes in and powers through, back and forth. The announcers are trying to sell that they don't know who Doom are. JR talks about the Steiners' college athletic career, so if you're drinking at home, you can take a shot. Doom in control. Scott thrown out. Steiners powering back, but Scott is hit with a stuffed pile driver. Scott then kicks out. Rick tagged in. Scott hits a Frankensteiner, and the crowd pops huge. The referee is distracted, and a woman sneaks up and puts something in Reed's mask, who then hits Rick and pins him. Gordon Soley interviews Lex Luger, who is in full Lex Luger interview hand gesture mode. He says no more exhibitions for Brian Pillman. It's all on the line tonight. NWA United States Championship match. Lex Luger versus Brian Pillman. Brian chant goes out even before he comes out. Then a Luger chant goes out. Philly fans are just something else, folks. Of course, JR will bring up both men's athletic background even before they lock up, so you will be drunk at home tonight. Luger taunts Pillman, who fires up, and the crowd loves Pillman. This is a good match between the two. Pillman controlling most of the match, but Luger is selling well. A couple of close pinning situations. Luger takes over. He wastes time and Pillman fights back. Luger misses a clothesline and goes outside. Crowd is behind Pillman all the way. They want a new champion. Luger hits a quick hot shot, though, and pins Pillman. Chris Cruz interviews the Road Warriors. They say people build skyscrapers and people tear them down. The skyscrapers Dan Spivey and Sid Vicious with Theodore R. Long versus the Road Warriors Hawking Animal with Paul Ellering. The crowd may like the skyscrapers, especially Vicious, but they love the Road Warriors. This is a pure power match. The Road Warriors use double team quick hits on Vicious, who no-sells it. Hawk and Vicious just beat each other. Road Warriors do quick tags. Both skyscrapers beat down Hawk. Hawk starts to fight back. Animal tagged in. It breaks down. Spivey hits Hawk with Long's big key that he carries for the disqualification. Hawk gets the key and clears the ring. Chris Cruz interviews Ric Flair, Sting, and Ole Anderson, who's the designated Terminator for the main event. Anderson says he won't throw the towel in. Flair says this is the big time, and he and Sting stand together. Gary Michael Capetta introduces special guest referee Bruno San Martino, who gets a nice pop. Thunderdome cage match main event. The Great Muta and Terry Funk with Gary Hart versus Ric Flair and Sting with Ole Anderson. Anderson and Hart are the designated Terminators who are the only ones who can stop the match by throwing the towel in. Part of the wrappings at the top of the cage catches fire and Muta sprays his mist to put it out. Flair and Funk go at it. Funk thrown on the floor. Sting runs Funk into the cage. Flair hits Funk and Muda. JR again throws shade by saying Sting 
has progressed more than his former partner in the Blade Runners, the Ultimate Warrior. Sting tries to push Muda through the cage. Flair opens up the chop house on Funk. Flair and Funk battle on the cage. Muda and Sting also fighting on the cage. Muda gets shocked. Flair chops Funk, who is hanging on the cage. Muda goes under the ring. Flair puts the figure four on Muda when he comes out. Funk tries to tie Sting to the cage. Muda puts Flair in a grapevine face lock hold. He and Funk do a stuffed pile driver on Flair. Sting hits Funk with a shoulder tackle from the cage. Flair puts Funk in the figure four. Sting hits him with a couple of splashes. Muda tries to chop San Martino, who then punches Muda. Hart climbs up, but Anderson hits him and Hart's towel goes flying into the ring and San Martino calls for the match to end and the faces win. The announcers explain what has happened. Bob Caldwell surmises that things aren't over between Flair and Funk. The announcers then review the night and push Starcade again before signing off from Philadelphia. Hey folks, if you like the show, please leave a review in iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast platform of choice. There are a number of ways that you can contact me. You can follow the show's Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Joey Harris. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey Harris saying so long from Stately Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media.